Welcome to Between Us Leaders, a place where we talk about leading with wisdom and godly devotion. I'm your host today, Janae Dillon. A special guest is joining me, Terry Herndon, author of To Us, an adventurous Christmas devotional. Many of you know Terry as Jay Herndon's wife, the director of Just Between Us, an ordained minister, a woman who is obsessed with camels, and some of you may know her as a friend, but to me, she is my mom. Hi. Hi. How are you today? Oh, I'm great. It's a little, it's different being on this side of the microphone. (laughs) It's different being on this side as well as this is my very first podcast and very first time interviewing. Oh, so far you're doing an amazing job. Thank you so much. (laughs) So today we are here to talk about your devotional that you wrote last October. So yes, to us, an adventurous... Christmas devotional, which is fantastic, by the way. Um, so can you just talk to us a little bit? How would you describe this devotional to our readers, listeners, and watchers? Absolutely. Um, yeah, this is the design is beautiful, and I just have to do a shout out to you because you designed it. And so for those who don't know, um, <laughs> the design was done by Janae, and I'm super proud of it, and she did an excellent job. But I think that the best way to describe what the book is, is to read the first chapter, which is entitled Itineration. And when I talk chapters, um, really, it's only about 200 words long. So we're not, <laughs> it's not all that long, but it really kind of clearly more clearly defines what the book is about. So Um, It says, welcome to the adventurous Christmas journey. Over the years, I have been blessed to do a fair amount of traveling. My dad worked for United Airlines and flying was in my blood. Before any trip, information is needed and preparations are required. That was my mom's responsibility. The length of the trip determines the size of the suitcases. The mode of transportation is also a factor. Trains, planes, and automobiles are not equal in luggage capacity. My husband, Jay, and I learned that the hard way when our suitcases didn't fit on the European trains. When a church invites Jay to speak, his administrative assistant prepares an itineration folder. It tells us where we are heading and how long it will take to get there. It's very helpful, helpful, and I want to do the same for you. Consider this your itineration for this Christmas devotional. Our journey will take us both to the Old and New Testaments. Over the next 24 days, we will explore 24 Christmas characters. Some of the individuals are named in the genealogy of Jesus, including Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba. You may be thinking, genealogy, really? Well, I get it. I mean, reading a list of people's names with no personal connection is not very exciting. However, I hope to make the genealogy of Jesus both personal and engaging as we read it through the eyes of Christmas. We will visit traditional characters we associate with Christmas like Mary, Joseph, and the angels, shepherds, and more. During our journey, our hosts will also include Boaz, Caesar Augustus, and King Herod. There are other VIP Christmas characters to consider, and they are you and me. We are the reason Christmas came. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. During this journey, there will also be other things to keep in mind. First, 
When traveling to a different country, it is a good idea to be familiar with a few essential words. Here, you will come across the word Advent. If you're not familiar with what that is, it literally means coming. Advent is the arrival of a notable person, thing, or event. This adventurous Christmas devotional is designed to prepare our hearts for the celebration of Jesus's arrival in Bethlehem. During the journey, there are lessons to be learned and challenges to consider. It will also remind us that there is yet another arrival to come, the second Advent. Jesus said, when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Lastly, traveling over Christmas seems to be inevitable for many, and packing, that can be tricky. You often come home with more than you started with. In essence, that is what I hope for you. I pray that the suitcases of your soul will be fuller on December 24 than it is right now. So get ready. Tomorrow we begin. Thank you for reading that. Um, when you were... What caused you to feel, or not caused you, but what, how did God lead you into writing this devotional? What was the process or the calling of, how did you feel led in order to write this specific devotional? Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting because um, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I actually almost flunked out of English in high school. Did you really? Um, (laughs) So the idea of writing anything was never, it wasn't like a goal. Many authors would say that um, it was always my dream to write. This was not my story. It was not um, a dream at all. Um, But growing up, we celebrated Advent in our church. It was, uh, I grew up in a in an Assemblies of God church, and Advent was an important part of the of our Christmas. Um, it's not really well known in our circle and our fellowship, um, but it was my upbringing, so it was just a part of who who I was. Um, in 2019, I decided just to make it a personal discipline to write out, uh, write a daily devotion for myself. It wasn't meant, but I did decide to post it on Facebook because to me, that was my accountability factor. It's like, if I post it on Facebook, if I make a decision to do it, then that was my daily deadline goal. So I decided um, to just to find 24 Christmas characters and every day. Uh, December 1 through 24, I would write something new. And then in 2020, um, and so a couple of people out, you know, are you going to do something again? Are you going to, are you going to uh, write something? And I just, I just didn't, I felt like I just don't have it in me. It's 2020. You know, it was just like a, a weird season for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just decided to reread my own post and it was really, um, might sound strange to say, or it sounds strange for me to say that it really blessed me um, just to kind of like, this is, this isn't bad. Like there's some, there's some good truths in here. And I don't think that's strange at all. It's not. No, (laughs) no. This is really good writing. (laughs) No, no, I don't think that's strange at all. But it was because it's God's word, right? And so, exactly. of course, it's you know it was it was a blessing. So then, as I was rereading it, um, that's when the Lord started saying, you know, book form, let's put it in a book. So that's kind of how that uh, came to fruition. And then I did. I love that. I don't think that it's strange at all to be blessed by your own words because yes, they were your words, but they were inspired from the Lord. So I don't think that that's 
Thank you. How many oftentimes do we write in a journal or we write in our Bibles or things and then come back to it and being like, yes, that still Mm -hmm. matters. It still counts. That is still a blessing to my soul. So for you, it just happened to be on Facebook and that I don't know that mom, that's not weird. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Excuse me. Um, So in the, in the devotional, we have 24 different stories or genealogies or characters that we talk about. Is there anybody that you didn't put in there that you were really, really sad that didn't make the cut? That's a, that's a good question. Um, no, because I really had to hunt to find 24. Okay. Uh, it was interesting when uh, I was at a men's conference selling the book and one of the uh, uh, pastor had uh, picked it up and he was looking at it and he said, so 24. And then he started naming Mary, Joseph, the shepherds, um, the wise men, baby Jesus. Uh, like he's like going, <laughs> what do you have like the Grinch and Scrooge in here? And I said, <laughs> I said, well, not exactly. However, definitely those that have their spirits. So, okay. <laughs> so I really kind of actually, honestly, I had to hunt to find 24. So there wasn't, um, I didn't feel like that. nobody got left out. Okay. And I don't feel like you, when I'm reading it, it doesn't feel like you had to hunt. Oh, to good. <laughs> To me, it just makes sense as it flows into the story from the beginning to the end. Like it doesn't look be like, why is that person in there? <laughs> no, that was not the case of me reading it well, that's at all. That's good. That's good. Thank you for that. Okay. So of those 24 characters that we have or stories or genealogies, do you have a favorite one right now in the season? Is there one that is resonating with you as we get into this Christmas season? You know, yes. And she's actually kind of been my favorite from the beginning. And I think that she still is because I think her story is so um, fascinating and there's a personal connection. And that's often what makes um, uh, someone in the Bible come to life, right? Is that personal mm-hmm. connection with somebody and, um, and it's Rahab, um, not because we share the same story of, <laughs> of our, <laughs> our background in our life. I mean, Rahab is known, or scripture calls her Rahab the harlot. Um, that's not my story, but um, she is, the story is about one who needs rescued. Um, and so the whole, her whole story is this rescue mission, this, this plan of how she was going to be rescued. And um, as you know, you know, we, you have two cousins that are presently uh, seer operators. And, um, and at the time I wrote the book, there was three, but um, just, and one of them have been on rescue missions. He's Mm -hmm. actually mentioned in the book, Um, but just knowing the preparation and the planning and the organization, you just don't run into something uh, when you're going into rescue. But there is a a process and a lot of coordination and a lot of planning. And here we have Rahab's story of showing how that plan, how the plan worked for her. She was rescued, but she had to she had to stick to the plan. She had to be where they were. She was told to be at the right time and in the right place. And otherwise she would not have been rescued. And so in correlation to what does that have to do with Christmas? Well, Christmas is about a rescue mission. And there was a long time in the the planning, you know, it was 33 years of Jesus, you know, here on earth, and he executed the plan perfectly and beautifully. And we are still in the process of, and he still rescues people, you know, we are in the process of of continuing to be rescued. And so um, I just, 
I just love that. And I think a lot of it, like I said, has to do with the personal connection to, to Anthony and John um, and knowing what they do. And then just the times of our world, but to see that God is on a rescue mission. I just, I love that. I love it. I was, when I was rereading it, um, cause when you had asked me to come and interview, I read through it again, just to, to get my refresher as it, it ha- it's, it's been a year, <laughs> but just to get a refresher. And I really resonated with Simeon and just the, the faith that he had to wait and then just to see and know, okay, I'm good. Right. And how much faith that that person has, that it was, it, it was just incredible to me to just be I'm like, yeah, I see you. And that's all I need. Right. And then and how many times do we like, I'm not a huge planner. Like, I am fine flying by the seat of my pants. I do very well in that. Like I can pivot with the best of them, but for, (laughs) but there are times in life when I'm like, oh no, I need a little bit more than just what's this. I need a little bit more direction. I need a little bit more of all the things. And for him to just be like, no. And I'm like, oh, how many times do I just need to be like, no, I'm okay. I, I know who's in charge. I know who has this. We're good. We can let that be all the things. So I really that story today. Um, okay. Now when you were writing the stories, did you have an audience in mind as you, cause I know that you said that you wrote it on Facebook and that was just for you, but as you were putting it together in a book, was there anybody that you thought this person, this generalized people would really get out of that or really could use this story? Well, I wrote it for myself. Yes. And then no, there really wasn't like a specific group. Um, I wanted it to be something that was tangible for those who were just new in the faith or those who don't know anything about Advent or maybe heard of Advent that you're curious, that would be a good introduction to them in that mm-hmm. regards. And, but then also having those bits and nudes and uh, truths and nuggets that for someone that's been following Jesus, you know, all their life would, that would be able to pick it up and consider Christmas in a new, um, in a new way and approach Christmas in a new way in preparing our hearts for the arrival of Jesus at Christmas. And then again, the second coming, um, to really correlate those together. So, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful cover and because it, it's uh, my ministry is to pastors, wives and to credentialed women that many assume that it's just for women, but there have been men that have read it, read it that are also have been very uh, blessed and ministered to as well. So really it's, it's for everyone. And I couldn't agree more. I think it is um, a wonderful story or a devotional for just about everybody. And I have some actually reviews um, of your <laughs> of your devotional. Um, a few from Amazon and a few are just a personal um, review. One of them says, love the personal stories that identify the devotion and the challenge to, for the reader to apply a message each day as well. What is old is still very much new. Mm-hmm. We have another one that says the devotional is a beautiful tribute that goes into amazing detail. We would read it during dinner. And my five-year-old would ask us to read it. It's fun for the whole family. The lighthearted stories with connecting Jesus to daily times was remarkable. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend. I had posted years uh, last Christmas time about your devotional. And then I had a friend who bought it and posted it. And then I had a fr- her friend actually purchased the devotional from that post. Um, and she had sent a message saying that 
she was led, God was leading her to sit and rest and to stop trying to help him with his plan that he had for her and her kids after reading the story of Abraham. Wow. And I think that was wonderful. And I don't know if um, my friend's friend was a Christian or not before reading the devotional, but just knowing I was touched knowing how far your words have reached to people that don't, we don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. just amazing to me. It's amazing. It's wonderful. <laughs> now, where could people get your book? Where is it available for purchase? Well, if they are in the Sacramento area, um, I, I do have a little stock that, um, that they can come pick up. Um, I don't do shipping, but Amazon does free <laughs> shipping. <laughs> hey, Amazon Prime is a fantastic, <laughs> wonderful right. thing. Yeah, so they can get it on Amazon. It's available, obviously, in, in paperback, but then also in Kindle. So you can uh, take it take it with you. It's $9.99 uh, for paperback and $3.99 on Kindle. That is fantastic. Now, I know every year you... Uh, contribute to different charities or an organization you send your proceeds to what is the organization that you're doing for this year gosh I'm so excited because um we have missionaries assembly got missionaries uh Glenda and Steve Evans who are in Zimbabwe Africa that's where they started their ministry years ago and now they are on their final term uh they weren't always in Zimbabwe but that's where they started they've returned to Zimbabwe and they um have really seen a need for women who are wanting to be trained in ministry, which is fantastic. That is just like my, mm-hmm. my wheelhouse. And so they, um, they started a, a training ministry center for women in Zimbabwe. Um, and then also for sustainable living, um, women who pastors wives whose husband has passed away and now they are responsible for their congregation in their church but they're also now responsible to provide for themselves um and their and their family so they are doing sustainable living like making dish soap one of the one of the things that they do is they make dish soaps and then they um they sell it and that's you know, part of the way that they do it, but then, but the ministry training aspect, I mm-hmm. think was just, that's what grabbed my heart. And I said, ah, oh, that's where all the proceeds go. I don't benefit from this book, uh, financially at all, but I'll tell you what, the rewards are tremendous in other ways. And so I'm so excited to be able to partner, um, with Glenda and Steve and this ministry training center for women in Zimbabwe. That is wonderful. I love that. Um, And then one last question I have for you is what does wisdom say about Advent? Oh, my own question came around. (laughs) If you've listened to the podcast, you know that this is, this is how we end the podcast is what does wisdom have to say about whatever the topic is that we're talking about? Um, And so what does wisdom have to say about Advent? You know, Advent, the first of Advent occurred over 2000 years ago right? When Jesus came, that's why we celebrate Christmas. Um, but there are more prophecies in scripture about the second advent than there was actually about the first, the first act obviously occurred. And so what does wisdom have to say is that Jesus is coming again. And I am convinced more now than ever of the reality and the truth of that. I grew up in the church. I've always heard that, believed it, you know, but it was like something that was so far in the future. And, and, um, but now it's like, no, really, really it's happening. Really. He is, he is coming again. And wisdom would say to be watchful and, and waiting. 
because that second return is coming. Well, thank you. <laughs> I <laughs> can agree. And so just to recap that this wonderful devotional is a great purchase for families, for friends, for believers, for non-believers, for men, for women, can be read as a family and can be purchased on Amazon and or in Sacramento area or your neighbors or in gift baskets or all the things because we all do need a little bit of hope during the holiday season and it can be a little stressful and hopefully when we work on this devotional that it will not take away a little bit of the stress and a little bit more of the joy yes this oh, Christmas season. thank you Janae you did an amazing job <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much I just really appreciate you it was really really a lot of fun and friends I hope you've had as much fun listening as we have had in recording this and um and i hope that this conversation has uh inspired you to approach christmas in maybe a little different way than you normally have and i pray that your heart would be full of awe and wonder of how amazing god's love for you is and until next time my dear friends may god's blessings be upon you bye bye bye